0: We now continue with more of The Mark Milton Show with The Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com.
1: The world is on fire. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Billy Joel's on fire. The show is on fire. Luckily, Miller Furniture is not on fire. They have a half-price off sale now going into July. Hey, uh, Smash with you right here. It is the Mark Milton Show. Mark uh, is outside doing his one-man pony line, if you would, please. Mark, come on back into the studios right here. and (laughs) Welcome back. That is a good guy, two ways. Number one, got a great sense of humor. And number two, if you need the ultimate professional as far as your tax help is concerned, stltaxlawyer.com, stltaxlawyer.com. Before we even go on, I'm digging this Miller Furniture half 50% savings sale. It's like, wow. The the great part about it is from the financial aspect, this is a great time because people are in a way a little bit lower on their money. So now you can get some
0: really quality furniture like you can at Miller Furniture. And at half off, Absolutely. come on, man. And, and people are spending more time at home, you know. Yep. You, you want to have a comfortable exactly. setting to do it in. So, yeah, definitely go check out their showrooms, right Belleville up. or Lake St. Louis. That's right. Great That's spots. Right.
1: The world is burning, man. I mean, it's it's wild. And the crazy part about it is I, I look at it and I see, you know, the burning on TV. And yet you look in other parts as you're driving around, it's just like the same but it's almost like people are on edge but in a different sort of way because they don't want that stuff coming out to suburbia, shall we say. Keep it downtown, keep it in the urban sector, whatever the case may be. Seattle, for example, man, that chop city that they got over there, the autonomous zone, I ain't saying scary, it's scary, man. It's scary. Well, I ain't saying it's the wrong way, but how do those people get to stay there? That's that's what I don't understand now. They got tents all over the place. I call them condo tents, all right? Cuz you buy in into the tent. And you get to come into the city. But the crazy part about it, they also use it as a tourist attraction. I don't know if they're charging people or what. But people are going in there. They're taking their kids in there. And they're showing them that this is America changing. But to me, if they have their revelry, they have their their revelry at night, guns firing off, loud music. People getting shot. And everything. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. It's kind of like, man, it's a dichotomy of, uh, of the worst sort.
0: Yeah, peaceful no, I, during
1: the day, nuts at night.
0: I, I think it sets a really scary precedent that, to allow, allow this to continue to go on. And, and this week you had the mayor there who initially, you know, she came out in support of it, so it's about peace oh, and love. Yeah. And then you got people getting shot and killed, cops can't get in there to help, ambulances right. can't get in to help. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm glad I don't live in Seattle. And, and really? frankly, there are, you've seen businesses announce they're leaving there, residents yeah. are leaving. I mean, why would you tolerate that sort of lawlessness? Right. Um, The role of government is to keep people safe, first Mm -hmm. and foremost. And so what you see happening there, in my opinion, shouldn't be tolerated. I don't know what the answer is. You talk about the National Guard or whoever can go in and break it up. Obviously, that presents risk. You don't want to have, you know, a confrontation or some sort of um, standoff. But I think, you know, a lot of these, they're criminals. People, you can't just go in and and confiscate property, you know, terrorize people and and get away with it. It only emboldens them. And that's what I worry is that this is going to create a trend where, um, like in Washington, D.C., they were, they were trying to do it, and yeah. I think they, they squashed it pretty quick. Yeah, they had to. Um, but, you know, you see monuments yeah. coming down. I mean, those are, those are national treasures, and yeah. uh, we can talk about, you know, the, you know, the issue around individual statutes and whether those people weren't having, the, you know, having yeah. their memory or, you know, the honorary status. But I guess what bothers me is this kind of uh, revisionist history or trying to look back and say, well, right. that person was a horrible person. Um, regardless yep. of what period of time they lived in and they don't deserve to have any sort of monument or statue built, you know, in their honor. And I just, I have a problem with it. Cause if you look at our founding, you know, George Washington, I remember um, we visited Mount Vernon several times. Yeah. when well, We lived in Washington DC yeah. and um, you know, it's sad to see, I mean, they, they have the uh, uh, the quarters or the, the, the barracks where he yeah. kept slaves. Right. And you know, the agrarian, is it agrarian like farm life? back then I mean that that was I'll go with that that was a normal you know evil thing that that people had slaves to work their land and um you know certainly inexcusable but um I I think to look back and say that George Washington you know any monument to him should be torn down because of the fact that he was a slave owner um just creates this sort of us versus them sort of you know it just it just creates the unnecessary friction among today's society where it's like yeah. we can all acknowledge that slavery was wrong, slavery was evil, but to go back and sort of rewrite history, I think is very damaging and very destructive to our society. And one of the things I think about is, you know, when, when our nation was founded, the constitution, right? The first line was, you know, was formed uh, to, to create a more perfect union sure. where nobody ever said America was perfect. Yeah. We're always striving to be better. More We're always perfect. More perfect. So I think that, you know, it's been a frustrating time right now to, to live in. As, as someone that's got young kids, you know, I just worry about what the future is going to look like for them yeah. in terms of social unrest and, you know, you know all the uh, all the unrest we're seeing right now is very concerning. These
1: folks who want to uh, change history really have no history. They're of a, an age where history doesn't matter to them, especially the history that they're bouncing off of. And that is the history of slavery in America. That is the history of uh, revelry to the uh, statues that that uh, herald Confederate uh, soldiers, bases that are named after Confederate soldiers. I can understand the um, wanting to change the name of the bases and everything, but the violence that is occurring with the teardown of these statues and the defacing of these statues, you're defacing America. I understand we need the removal maybe of the Confederate Soldiers who are heralded, General Robert E. Lee, whatever the case may be. But you're tearing down the statue of Ulysses S. Grant. He's the guy that made this whole freedom possible, this Emancipation Day, this Juneteenth thing. If it wasn't for him, but they're tearing that down because he represents an era. Look at Lady Antebellum, man. Lady Antebellum that made him change their name. Yeah, I know. (laughs) All right, so now they're Lady A. Now they're Lady A. Because that's what their fans called them. Because antebellum, I guess, was a difficult word for fans to process. So they're Lady A. Now, Lady A, the blues singer, is suing them Mm -hmm. for picking up the name Lady A. So, I mean, it's just a vicious, vicious circle. It's a vicious plateau that we're on the edge of off that circle and blam into the abyss.
0: Well, and I think also what bothers me is we, at least the people who are you know, promoting these um, sort of the anarchists and yeah. the people are out there uh, rallying things up, ignore the progress we have made. I guess that's what bothers me as well as, you know, think about when you grew up and we had, uh, you know, segregation was law, yeah. I mean, right. not that long ago. And right. so I, I struggle with the fact that we're not appreciating the progress we have made. I wish we'd focus more on that and sort of how can we make things better. As far as race relations go in America yeah, and this doesn't on, help. This doesn't help. Focusing on
1: that doesn't help the black man, man. Focusing you, on that doesn't help the black man because the struggle, the plight, has been on my race, the black man. And when we focus on what but good has been. Well, I'm talking for the black <laughs> okay. man, even though I'm not a black trying to some people think God. you're black because your voice That's like me trying to act like a tax lawyer. And then I just can't do that, but I can do this. I think of it from my voice. Okay. So I I just look and, for example, white privilege. I ain't saying this in the wrong way. I understand what you're trying to do. It's a marketing ploy, is really what it is white privilege. Because I came over here in 1951, two years old with my parents. My mom and pop came over here for, quote unquote, the American dream. And they worked and they worked hard. Well, yeah, but they were white. You know what they were? They were foreigners. And they didn't speak the language, but they learned to speak the language. They learned what it took to to hit a level of prosperity here and provide for their families. Now, with that in mind, we didn't have no privilege. We worked our asses off just like you should work your ass off if indeed you are look, just like Mark Milton. He works on that tax side. He knows that stuff. He is an asset not only to you but to his family because he's able to provide. Same thing with me. I was more or less an entertainer. I was able to put together a nice local to regional entertainment type of career. But what I'm saying is, man, I didn't get that career because I'm privileged. Right. I didn't get that level of life because I'm privileged. I got that because I worked. Well, we're not allowed to
0: work. White man won't let us work well, you know what? The white man will. Well, yeah, that's a ridiculous premise because I I think that a lot of the issue stems more from socioeconomics than race. I mean, there are people, there are white people that grow up dirt poor in middle Missouri who are just as bad off as people living, you know, in the ghettos of North St. Louis. And I think that to your point, there are opportunities out there to sort of, bring, pull yourself up, you know, yeah. by the bootstraps and, and get out of, out of poverty. Yep. I think what we need to focus more on is, is the youth, you know, people at a younger age, giving them more opportunities, but, mm-hmm. and that's what, it's just the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I just have a hard time with, because when you look at, uh, you know, race in America and opportunity, like there are still opportunities to become successful in America. If you're willing to work hard and, and, and you know, you go to school yep. and, and you stay out of, stay out of trouble. I mean, there are so many opportunities to, to earn money and, and to, you know, get educated and do things. Yeah. And so I think the key is it's, it, yes, Black Lives Matter. There's no question. I mean, the, the, that's obvious. I mean, it should be obvious to everyone. Mm-hmm. And nobody deserves to die because of the color of their skin. Yep. And, and I think that, you know, what we've seen with these cop killings recently, you know, whether it be Minneapolis or, or down in Georgia, um, you know, there's no evidence that they were killed purely because of the color of their skin. There's just no evidence. Right on. I mean, the, the, both situations— um, you know, obviously the cop in Minneapolis never should have done what he did, never exactly, should have kneeled on right. the guy's neck. Um, the situation in Georgia where the guy was, you know, passed out in his car mm-hmm. in the drive-thru, gets in a fight with multiple yeah. officers. A right. fist fight with right. cops. Right. Steals their taser. Yeah. Runs off. Turns around. Aims the taser at the cop. The yeah. cop shoots him dead. Yeah. Tragic. Yeah. No no doubt about it. Tragic. Right-o. But let's not ignore the facts that, you know, the guy was fleeing from police, yep. he aimed a taser at the cop. Who's to say he doesn't shoot the cop at the taser? The, t- the cop falls to the ground. Yep. He walks up, takes his gun, and shoots him. Here's I mean, what
1: the deal is. This is the way it's portrayed to people. If the cop dies, that's in the line of duty. It is his duty to serve and protect. And if he dies in it, that's the job he took on. So, yeah, he might die. But I'm a citizen, and I'm asleep at the wheel in my car, in the drive through at Wendy's, that's my bedroom for right now. Well, do not disturb well, so me. There,
0: there were arguments. I've seen articles talking about how they, oh, the cops never should have arrested him. Right. right. There was no reason for any confrontation. I'm like, okay, so this guy, let's say, he comes to, peels out of the drive-thru and kills somebody. Then what do you say to that argument? Yeah, right. Point, I mean, the, the cops point. have a duty to arrest criminals when they're committing crimes. Right. and When you're passed out in a drive-thru in the middle of the night, they have probable cause to question you, to find out what's going on, to wake you up. And so, yeah, it's just uh, the here's what, facts here's, don't matter. Smash facts don't matter anymore. That's what's that's was, what it's so frustrating. I was
1: talking the other day, man. You can see something on a body cam and you cannot believe what you're seeing anymore. You can't believe what you hear. You can't believe what they say. You can't believe even what you see because there's different angles that you have to look at things with. Now, here's my thought. And I ain't bad-mouthing nobody. I'm just espousing on something I saw. And that is when uh, Mr. Floyd had the funeral, Al Sharpton was there. And he gave a uh, eloquent speech in accordance with that situation. But the next day, when Officer Dowd, who was 70-some years old and he's working As a security officer here in his uh, retirement, as a security officer over at Lee's Pawn. And he gets shot by a looter coming out of Lee's Pawn.
0: Murdered in cold blood.
1: Murdered in cold blood. And they had the officer's funeral and everything. I didn't see Al Sharpton over there saying, hey, this was wrong too. You Mm -hmm. know? And just like the knee on the neck is wrong. Well, this was wrong too, but Al ain't there. Al ain't focusing on that. He's, and he's not focusing on, on the,
0: the hundred shootings that took place on the mm-hmm. south side of Chicago. Right. You know what I mean? It's just, there are real problems in our society, but yep. until we start. Agreeing on common facts, but well, we ain't you know, going to. Yeah, I know. Because the fire is stoked that the we fire, don't. The fire is still burning. Yeah. Let me get. Let me ask you about this. So, we didn't start the fire. I know you're you're a religious man. You're you're mm-hmm. you're a follower of Christ, and but I do cuss
1: and carry on. That's so all. Right. Don't don't try to make me Christ. I'm not Christ. I'm I'm a normal guy, but I do believe in the Lord.
0: Well, so uh, one of the prominent leaders of the Black Lives Movement mm-hmm. this week tweeted out that, uh, you know, murals and and. Statues of Jesus Christ, the crucifix, should be taken down as racist. What's your What are your thoughts on that? That's uh, that that one really sort of triggered me, and just yeah. just the absurdity of what's going on right now in our society, and the scare, how scary that is. That mm-hmm. you have someone who you know, corporate America has bought into the whole Black Lives Matter yeah, movement. Right. Everyone, you're almost you are a pariah if you're not yeah. jumping on board with this. And now he's advocating for the removal of right. Jesus Christ essentially from society. Well, what they want is the the fear
1: to galvanize you, to follow that fear. Jesus, who is a leader of multitudes, if we can get you away from Jesus and you can't see your leader anymore, you don't know what to do. Hey, follow me and we'll make sure you're taken care of. But that's not the way of the Lord. And so if I can disguise and or eliminate your view of What the Lord says to do, now the Lord says to carry yourself and everything, then uh, it's kind of like mission accomplished as far as, you know, like they say, it's like trying to thin the ranks, all right? So if by chance we can thin the ranks by them not seeing Jesus anymore, then... We can proceed onward with the rest of our agenda. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think it is. An, it's an attempt to take God and religion out of society. I think yeah. most of these leftist anarchist groups would would prefer that there not be sure. religion in America, and that's how
1: a lot of the, God is an, uh, a galvanizer,
0: and that's how a lot of the totalitarian regimes yeah. around the around the world right. operate. You know, yeah. religion is 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 illegal in many places. You can't worship you know, God or, or yep. Jesus, and um, I find it extremely troubling that you've got someone with the kind of authority you know power that he's he's assumed with the black mm-hmm. lives matter movement advocating for basically the removal of jesus christ from yeah. from society and if you don't agree with him you're a racist you're yeah. a bigot and you should right. be canceled Cancelled exactly. culture well hopefully we don't get canceled here but this is the mark milton show got smashed with you uh broadcasting from the miller furniture studios here in uh the suburbs of st louis missouri uh, if you can listen to us here at 590TheFan, 590TheFan.com, TheMarkMiltonShow.com. We ask that you subscribe, Apple iTunes, or anywhere where you podcast. We'll be right back in a few minutes. We're going to talk about taxes. We're going to talk about estimated tax payments. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to talk about uh, recent comments from Treasury uh, Secretary Mnuchin about potentially moving back the uh, July 15 tax filing deadline. So we will be right back in a minute.